Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Under Starters Orders podcast. It's Thursday, the 9th of December, and it's Cheltenham weekend. It's Cheltenham International Meeting Weekend. Also, uh, joined. We're also joined by Doncaster as well, who's got the summit hurdle this weekend. Uh, and I'm joined by two Irish guys who we saw at the weekend, and I think Declan's got the new name of the tank. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to call you the tank. I don't know how you do it. You just continued and continued. I don't know how you I do it. Had a second gear, Chris. Don't worry. Oh dear. Yeah. Well, it was some sight to behold. Some sight to behold. Did you have a nice weekend, guys? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Ah, yeah, really it was lovely. It's fun. Yeah, it was fun. Despite the weather, the weather was a pretty, pretty atrocious. Um, I went, apparently, I heard on the Saturday there was loads of like protesting and or oh, some marches going on somewhere, and I didn't see any of it because we were stuck in that food place in Liverpool or in Angel. Yeah, in Liverpool. Yeah, I think it might have been in the centre, more more towards the centre, and I don't think we got towards the real centre of the city. Well, you didn't, I don't think. No, <laughs> yeah, you stayed there. Outside of... <laughs> yeah. I just remember walking into your apartment early in the morning and. Declan just waking you guys up. <laughs> I had just wanted to get him up for the flight. Yeah. Well, it was a great time. Hopefully, we'll get another one of those in um, come in the next year or so. That'd be great. Um, maybe yeah, one or two. In, in February for Leopardstown. Yeah, that's the next one, isn't it? I think is is a few of them on about coming over to you guys. I think Stephen's coming over. I think uh, yeah. Lauren mentioned Lauren's booked. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Under starters orders meeting number two is already in the pipeline. Uh, but yeah, thanks for everybody for joining in. Don't forget to get involved. Send your messages through. We'll love a good chat this week. We're only covering five of the races this weekend, so plenty to talk about. Um, plenty not to talk about because we're used to covering a bit more than this. But Declan will be there to uh, fill in all the gaps because he can. He loves a good water talk, doesn't he? Our deck. Good lad. <laughs> might good be, lad. Might be tonight. <laughs> Let's kick things off with the formerly named Caspian Caviar Gold Cup, which is the racing post-gold cup this year. Um, it's a grade three on Saturday at Cheltenham, and we are looking at top of the market this weekend. I mean, it's, it's looking as, as competitive as ever, really, isn't it? Um, they're always um, they're always really contest well contested, these handicap chasers, and this is probably the... It's probably just a mirror image of the one back in uh, November as well, which was won by Midnight Shadow. Uh, we've got the top of the market, Layla, who was third in that race. Uh, Silver Hallmark, who comes here off the back of that run behind uh, uh, Santa on the Roof up at Carlisle. Dustle Phil was staying on behind Midnight Shadow that day as well, back at the November meeting. Um, Beakstown's coming for a bit of money tonight after the uh, Skeletons pulled. And Al Nadami's coming to 8-1. to one. Farinay for Venetia Williams and Rachel Blackmore. That's an interesting booking uh, at 9-1. to one. Uh, Midnight Shadow won the November one, like I mentioned before, is at nines. And Cool Cordia was unlucky when going very well in that race as well. He's at tens. Fusel Raffles is at tens also, and it's 14 to one bar those. Um, what do we fancy here, boys? I mean, do we start by looking at that race back in November, Andy? I suppose by rule of thumb, you kind of have to, don't you? It's, mm -hmm. it's, over, the, it's uh, over the same trip. Uh, I think it's the same track. Um, yeah, so um it's obviously to be a, a longer straight for them to negotiate this time around. Um look, Midnight Shadow he got seven pounds that he he was well clear. Would he have beaten Kill Cody is is the big question, I suppose. Um Protectorat obviously enhanced the form by winning the many clouds last weekend. Now, I'm not sure how strong a renewal of that race was. We'll, we'll have to wait for Native River to come out and kind of show that he's as good as he was, or at least within a couple of pounds as good as he was. He won it by a street. Um, he was clearly the best horse in the race. Midnight Shadow, I think, had him dead to rights and maybe idled. He, he did kind of stumble over the last, as you said, before we came on, Chris. Mm. Um, now, Kill Cody got two pounds for falling at the second last. The question kind of revolves around is the seven pounds enough for Midnight Shadow, or does the two pounds that Kill Cody got as a result of um falling at the second last could that have him reverse the form? Now what does stick out to me is 
Cool Cody won the Paddy Power Gold Cup last year. And if memory serves, I don't think he ran too well behind Chatham Street Lad in this race um, a few, about a month later. So I'm just wondering maybe if he prefers the old course to the new course. That That's what could be possibly in the back of my head there. Um, I'm probably I'm probably going to be a little bit boring here with my selection, but like if, if Sue Smith was thinking of the King George with Midnight Shadow after he won the Paddy Power Gold Cup and Protector has come out and won the Many Clouds, um, he's probably the one to be with here, to be honest. Like, you're getting eight to one about a horse that could still be improving. He is eight rising nine. He's at the peak of his powers now. Um, Fuso Raffles, I think it's possibly because Shamblu fell. The handicapper didn't do anything with his mark of 152 uh, when, he, when he won the Charlie Hall, beating Kitty's Light. Now, the question is, was that a good race? It probably wasn't. Like Mighty Thunder, Top Phil Ben, they were just kind of getting their... Um, kind of blown away the cobwebs. They're just handicappers. Kitty's Light's probably just a handicapper as well. Um, and Shamblu had him dead to rights if if he didn't get sent for home a five out showboat. But anyway, um, look, Layler as well. It was, it was great to see him actually complete a race, I suppose, last time out as well. Um, but I don't see the seven pounds being enough to reverse the form of Midnight Shadows. He was a long way back in third and he would have been fourth um, if Kill Cody had stayed up. Um, Silver Hallmark. I'm just wondering about him in bigger fields. We have, like, we've seen him, I suppose, in in we've seen him in a point to point as well. We haven't really seen him in a point to point. Nobody watches them religiously, or very few people do. Um, it's just because it's hard to, not because we wouldn't want to. But um, if you take kind of out the rest of his form, it, it he kind of spent his life in small fields, which isn't uncommon for a British novice. We, he was he ran okay, I suppose, like Carlisle behind Fiddler on the Roof, which was fair enough for him, but he, he was beaten 10, 11 lengths. So I would still argue he's best watched here. And to be honest, I'd be just with Midnight Shadow. It's, it's the most obvious pick, but it's not like he's 9-2. to two. He's 8-1 to one and he won last time out. He was They sounded intent on taking up the King George entry. And he's if he's in a handicap here and they think he could be competitive in a King George, um, he, he'd be the one I'd be with here. Yeah. Well, thanks very much. And uh, I've made a case for this one in myself. It's, it's a race that I've, you know, had a good record in the past. And Midnight Shadow won quite well for the in the November kind of uh, race uh, for us. You know, from a perform perspective, you know, I focused my attention, you know, on last month's race. Um, from a punting perspective, it's a great result with the Midnight Shadow. But he really did scramble home after that stumble over the last. Um, that nearly put an end to his chances, didn't he? He'd been taken along by Cool Cody on that day. He was actually, you know, running a, a real cracky, really, when you look back at the race. He, he was fantastic at every fence. And then it was just unfortunate that he took that spill over the last. And the question was, was he going to be, was Monday Shadow going to go past Cool Cody? Like we've, we've mentioned, you know. He was left then with that like a quite a commanding lead the midnight shadow and he's not exactly the ideal situation for that horse because he's you know he's one who's known to wander in front and that trait kind of came to the fore again as he stumbled over that last fence before you know walking up the hill basically and he scrambled home by just under a length now form wise the race has taken that huge boost with protector at protector at dotted up at entry last weekend uh he tried to give the whole field weight in that in that event in this uh, November event, um, I mean, Nashville has got seven pounds for that under a length victory, which looks slightly harsh. I feel, you know, really considering the distance and the way the horse tends to idle and being left in front, uh, I think he would, you know, run another ab admirable race. But I think this this mark might just stretch him out, especially on the new course. I feel um, looking back through that field in the November edition, you've got Layla who's finished third, and he finds himself. You know, nine to two off this two pounds higher um, than the run. Dustal Phil was there was fourth, and he's one pounds higher. Layla got pulled up. He, he well, Layla's come out of the pulled up club, hasn't he? Showing you know determination coming up the hill, fighting straight and and true. And he, he did switch to the inner a bit, which was a little bit puzzling. I feel because Protectorate came down the outside. I thought he should have stayed on the outside, having gone that way all the way around the course. Um, he jumped well. You know, he switched over the inner, like I said. Uh, and most, I always find Layla, he seems to be, 
I know it's been a while, like we so we can actually put that together <laughs> a lot of decent form from him, but he does tend to like I think he's a bit of an overthinker when he gets over them final few fences. And if he just didn't, if he just switched off a bit, I think he'd power on a bit more. Um, you know, they reach for these, I won't say he's ungenuine though. Um they reach for the cheap pieces this time. So now he's got um a super power play option, hasn't he? There with that tongue tie and pieces combo. They're really pulling all the cards out now for Lalo. I mean, the one that I really like, and I think he came from a dish, different parish in that race, was Dolstal Phil. Um, he, he's he gone for the rocket booster option in that race because he came from absolutely nowhere and he switched the dashboard on and he flew home. Um, he's probably one of those nearly horses who always runs creditable races without getting his head in front. You know, um, he, went, he went straight into Manopuk after that renewal last time and, you know, I thought he'd be... I thought he would be the one that would be punished the least, and I'm, a, I'm I'm quite right about that. But I thought we'd get a little bit more better value than the eight to one that we've got now. I still think he's he's the one I'd more side with anyway. You know, listen, he's a hot horse with talent. He's now tackling two and a half mile trips. He displayed a nice of turn of foot over two. He's done over hurdles. Um, he failed to complete the last. You know, when at Punchestown, when Asterian <clears throat> completely, you know, dominated that race. We came in for some money that day, and it looked a bit like a, a McManus plot. And I think off one four three, carrying eleven twelve, I think there's still a bit more, you know, room for improvement there. Um, of the others, you know, Farinay could be anything. I want to see a decent performance though before I even back to horse like that. Silver Hallmark, like you mentioned, Andy was in that Carlisle Intermediate Chase, and he was beaten a fair distance behind, you know, Fiddler on the Roof. Um, but he also, if you think back to his earlier exploits, you know, um, he split Fiddler on the Reef and Sporting John at Exeter last year, and that was a pretty decent run. So if he came back to any amount of that, then he could be he could be one to side with. Um, but my niggling thoughts also about that horse, I think he wants it a lot more softer than he is. And I know Brad has said in the chat there that there's there's due a bit of rain. Well, that will suit Silver Hallmark, but I also feel it will suit the Dostal Phil too, because Dostal Phil's run on, you know, soft, heavy ground as well. So I'll be taking Dostal Phil for this one around the eight to one mark. Um, I think he might drift a little bit on the day, so you might be looking around eights, nines, tens. He'd be the one for me, and that's my spiel over with Declan. What about you, buddy? Yeah, I'm on Dostal Phil too, Chris. Um, I did back him the last day. Uh, I, I don't think he got crucified for the run of Punchdown. It was probably too far out. Um, I think he, he came down probably five out, but he was travelling quite well. And obviously, Asterian for long calls it up. He's still, you know, relatively lightly raced over over fences. He was miles behind turning in, you know, on the all course. He was literally miles behind. Um, he was nearly detached and he stormed home. He said so well. He's only gone up one pound. And I just think the new course is, is going to suit him so much better. And, you know, if he's... It, I, I can... Um, I'd imagine on the new course he's going to creep a little bit closer before he turn in, but mm. the way he ran home on the old course the last day with the longer run in, he's he's definitely getting a lot closer. Um, he's definitely getting a lot closer to the um, the winner the last time because he's gone up seven. And yeah, I, th I think he's I think he's quite a good bet. Um, they're not taking any chances with him as you said with the price, mm. but like that that was his first run since April. Um, the last day and he didn't complete in april so like he, he didn't run a full race uh, yeah i really really like him here i just think the course has gone to put him bang there thanks very much there deck um so selections for that race myself and declan both signing with uh dostal phil there andrew yourself i can't believe he got a pound it's a handy he just couldn't <laughs> resist and uh, yeah no uh midnight shadow midnight shadow for andy all right, thanks very much, lads. Let's move on to the next race we're going to cover. It's the Bristol Novices Hurdle. It's a grade two at Cheltenham. Um, it's a three-mile race. And I know Andy's really keen on one in this race. Um, so we'll come to you last in this, buddy. Let's go to Deccan first. But first, let's look at the bet. And we've got Blazing Carl here at 11 to 8, who was very impressive at Cheltenham last time over the old course. Uh, Gilino Bello, who is his old adversary, there is at 7 to 4. Uh, barring that, we've got 6 to 1. Barony Legends for the Ollie Murphy yards, and that's 16 to 1 bar those. Um, Declan, your fancy for this, buddy? Um, I've gone for a bit of an outsider here. 
Uh, look, first of all, Blazing Cal, like, he's two from two over hurdles, in including winning here the last day over two miles, five furlongs. He steps up and trip, and it's a switch to the new course, so he's gone into He's definitely gone into new territory here. It's much different on, on the new course, particularly over hurdles that run. Um, you know that that run from the tour last to the second last hurdle. It's just such a such a long way home for for novices. Uh, or, or the run even from the second last to the last. You know, horses really fall in, into a hole there. You have to stay. Well, he did stay very strongly the last day, and you know it, it's unusual to see a child's born horse. Um, favorite in this type of race, isn't it? But mm. um, it, he probably is the worthy favorite. Uh, Jelino Bello has strong looking form, uh, beating Rioja, but he really couldn't live with Blazing Cal. And I can't see the the extended trip changing that too much. Um, Barney Legends won by a distance, like proper by a distance. I don't know what the the winning margin was or. If they even bothered to count it, twenty-seven uh, lengths. Of course, they counted it. Yeah. That's what they yeah. usually do. That's what they do. They, 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 they can't. They can't see photos in the dark. They count every single length. And then, <laughs> how do you count the length? How do you count twenty-seven lengths? <laughs> you, you just sit there. You, you just, you just put time into it. They They've got a guy on the screen with like a, a little um, a ruler box. Every centimeter is a length. It, it gets even better. The the horse that was last was beating 161 lengths, apparently. Oh, wow. Uh, 99 lengths he was back to the fifth. Style oh, council. Unbelievable. Yeah, deadly. Um, whoever's got, whoever's that got that job, I would love to see how they do fun. that job. But where did he do it? Did he count back or is it in... It has to be in time, does it? To where he, he couldn't. How do you count back? It's not in the fucking telly. <laughs> Uh, they, they just pluck <laughs> a number from the sky. The I think they just get two lads to sit at the winning post. Go, what do you think that was now? Yeah, <laughs> Put, they roll out bingo <laughs> balls. Yeah. That's what it is. Bingo balls are rolling out. Anyway, he, he won by half the track the last day. Um, at, at Lingfield, who knows? Who? How do you judge the form when a horse falls up on debut by twenty-seven lengths? Yeah, like, <laughs> oh, who knows? Who knows? It'd be interesting to find out. Anyway. Uh, current mill the trip may bring out some improvement but um it was well held the last day i don't know whether you know when they started the race it's what beat him or he's just not going to live with these again over um over four but he does have something to find the one i'm actually going to take a chance with is locked there greco Rocco, uh, he did shape like a stair the last day, and if he if he settles better, I think he's going to improve an awful lot. Uh, he had he was behind Mister Glass of, of Nichols, and yeah, taking the gamble that long day, Rocco is going to settle a little bit better. Will have to, but if he does, I think he could be overpriced. Um, and then the ragged fail, Bally Griffin Cottage, like he's three from four over points. Oh, that doesn't count, though. I don't know. That, that's like trying to judge the horse who won by 27 ends. I really don't know. He won a, a Doug and Veterinary Supplies winner of two. What is that? A nine-year-old. <laughs> he, he beat a nine-year-old pointer by two lengths. So you don't need where, to. Where was it? It doesn't matter where it was. It, it could bloody in the fun fair or something. Th three loud knocks, <laughs> nine-year-old. Yeah, no, this, this he's beat some, some horse that spent his life in the point field and is rated 89 when he has gone to the when he has gone to the uh, race course, so I'm, I'm pretty sure you can, yeah, disregard him with like 25 to one. I'm going to do a Lakeview lad on here. He should be 125 to one. <laughs> <laughs> 25 to one. But anyway, well. yeah. Well, look, it, it'll be a uh, locked there, Rocco, for me. I didn't. I don't know what. I know he's a nice juicy price, but um, 20 to one. Yeah, didn't split. He split. Two decent enough rivals the last time, didn't he, at Newcastle? Um, yeah, interesting one, though. Deck. Andrew, you've got a solid one that you really like in this one, haven't you? Um, That's not to say that Declan's in yeah, the solid. It's, uh, <laughs> it's more so, I, I just, I think Blaze and Carl's a proper horse. I, I really, really do. I, I think he's a, a potential star um, as, a, as a staying chaser. Um, I think I really think they're only scratching the surface with him and under professional handling, he's unbeaten. Um, 
Now, I, I don't like, I've said this to you lads in a few times with, with bumpers, but sometimes you can see horses just run off with inexperienced jockeys and bumpers or, you know, the horse would do a lot of things wrong because in fairness, they're uh, amateurs at the end of the day. You have, of course, you have your Jamie Codds, your Derek O'Connors, um, you know, you, you have your, even J- Jody Townend, very good. You have a, quite a, you have a few, you have a few jockeys that, that can handle their horse. And the only reason they're not an amateur is because they have it, they have a great job being an amateur or else their weight just doesn't allow them to do it for the vast majority of them. It's, it's a learning process. And, you know, you're trying to, in, in Irish cases, anyway, you're trying to teach the horse as well as teach yourself. And it sometimes just really can't be easy. Um, Blazing Cal, he did manage to eventually win a bumper at Limerick in, in heavy ground and he made hard work of it, but he's really came alive since he's gone up and trip and, Tony McInerney's taken over and his performance at Janino Bello and like Tony McInerney just woke him up at the bottom of the hill and he just took off. He did Janino Bello. He went by him as if he was standing still and the race was put to bed. Yeah. And the three miles on the new course is, will be out of absolutely no problem. The, the only thing that will get this horse beaten is a very slow and sedate gallop. But if he has to, I feel like Donny will just make it himself because there's no, I don't think there's going to be a better stayer in here. I don't think there's going to be a more talented horse in here. I usually don't like backing horses with penalties, but it doesn't bother me here too much because I don't think this is a very strong race in any means. Um, Albert Bartlett trials are usually not worth the paper they're written on, but I will make an exception for this horse because <laughs> I, I genuinely think this horse could line up in a Gold Cup in a few years. Um, never mind an Albert Bartlett in March. Um, when did Albert Bartlett trials come about? Uh, they just, you know, we need to call it something, you know, so like they probably are like, if you sponsor that at the festival and we'll give you a few races during the year. Mm. Like, like a three mile novice hurdle, like come on, like it's, you saw what I was saying about the entry novice handicap there over three miles last Saturday. Um, you just get horses that probably wouldn't be quick enough for a Midlands National usually in them, but you know, I think this is a horse that just could be slightly better than your average Albert Bartlett horse. Um, I think he should be favoured for the actual race at the festival. Um, and maybe it's because it's Charles Burns that trains him. It, it isn't. I don't like usually using that cliche, but it could well be true. Mm. Um, I don't like he's 11 to 8. Do you want to fill your boots at 11 to 8? It's not really my style. Um, you can maybe tro- chuck him in a double or something, or I don't know, but. He, he's just a really, really smart horse. I can promise you that. And I, I'm not sure if, he, like, the thing is, he might need softer ground. Uh, the trainer has said that. They said it was, um, Charles Burns did say it was the quickest ground he's ever going to run on when he won the grade two the last day. Um, so there is a chance that if it doesn't rain, he could actually be withdrawn. But it looks he like is, he's going to rain. Yeah, I, I thought I thought so. Um, especially you guys have Storm Barra on the way. It should be here any minute, probably. What well, wasn't that? Was a bit overrated, but look, it, it'll put, get some damp moisture into the ground. So, um, I just think he's a really, really smart horse. He still, they're only scratching the surface with him. And if he takes the fences next year, he'd be really, really exciting because he 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 isn't keen. He listens to his jockey. He jumps for fun. You can put him really anywhere in the race. He quickens up for you. He just looks like a really, really, really good horse. I'm really, really excited to see him. Um, and as for the others, I would probably actually agree with Deck. Um, Lock Derek Grocco wouldn't be a bad price to follow him home. I think Jelino Bello possibly is a little flattered off 140. And then uh, Barony Legends with his 172 length win at Lingfield or whatever that was. It. I'm just. I'm gonna take a, a punt there that there was no world beaters in behind there. So. Um, no, it'll be blazing call for me. Hopefully, a bit of rain comes. Hopefully, puts in a great performance, and and we can uh, we can follow him on through the season. Blazing call for Andy and Lock Derg Rocco for Declan. All right, thanks very much, boys. International hurdle time now, Grade Two. Uh, another big race on Saturday, though. Um, we have at the top of the market song for someone. Uh, nine to four. Sorry, just go Royale is three to one. Guard your dreams at 11 to 2. Bally Adam at 6s. And heaven help us, it's 14s. Hunters call 16s. And another one that I'm not interested in in this race, but I am interested in going forward is Wild About Oscar. Um, let's start with you, Andrew, in this one. Um, why are you interested in him? Uh, uh, just out of, out, of, uh, out of curiosity. 
Mm, well, put him in that in our what's it called into um, in our ten to follow. Wild about Oscar. I just feel. I think this is a bit too hot, but I think this horse is one for the Potemps. I think this is a Potemps horse. Yeah, I feel they are going to... I just feel he's going to go for the Potemps route. That It's my gut feeling that... I know I know this is quite short, but I feel that this is, is a Potemps horse in the making. Okay, fair enough. Well, I suppose he's, he's in the high 140, so he just needs to qualify. Yeah, uh, he was beaten eleven lengths last time by brewing up some hype at Aintree. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, so it wasn't uh, some like I suppose it's a seasonal reappearance. You can forgive him it, but mm. um, yeah, the new course at, at Cheltenham. I suppose it's a it's a fair enough starting point. They wouldn't want to be getting too close. I suppose even if you do, you're you're probably not going to go up too high in the weight. So it, it's a you know the winner's getting just shy of eighty grand here, and it's it's not a good feel, and it kind of shows you the state of the two mile division. Um, all the best stayers just get sold to Australia or else they're in the point-to-point -point ring and the, the two-mile hurdling division has suffered badly as a result, um, which is a real pity, but I suppose that's the way the game is going. Um, Bally Adam is back over hurdles after being afraid of fences. He, he really just didn't look a natural whatsoever. I know, I know he won a point-to-point, -point, but that's completely different to what the actual fences are. Um he was a horse I never really warmed to, to be brutally honest with you, even when he won his Royal Bond. And he was kind of put in, put in his place and his form tailed off last year. <coughs> um, he didn't really pick up on it again this year. Um, and I'm just, yeah, no, he just wasn't a horse I was really mad on. I think six to one, you're kind of taking a short price about him returning to form. Uh, so Royal, um, really impressive season so far, really impressive career in fairness to me. He's just been so consistent um winning 16 times and you know being an absolute money spinner and joy for his owners and it, it's just it's nice to see a horse like that he, he runs every other week um you know proper grade two horse could be competitive in a grade one um you know w wins his money goes home eats his dinner where are we off to next uh it's offenses or hurdles i'll go anywhere um and he's always he's a lovely addition to a race he's always a great yardstick like if you know a really good horse will beat him but if there's nothing that's a superstar in here he'll he'll give you a you know he's one to you have to respect um song for someone did really well to win this race last year with all the admitted hurdles due to low sun um silver streak was possibly unlucky um but i think the lack of hurdles would have hindered song for someone more than would have silver streak on that occasion as a song for someone obviously enjoys a longer trip and granted it is the new course but um you know two miles are still two miles um he came flying back to form. He was a good second when really, really friendless in the betting and trying to give Bulls weight last time out, which I thought was a really good effort. Uh, probably wouldn't have been miles off at career best. And it does look like that the Tom Simmons yard after whatever happened to it last spring seems to be back on song now. He does carry a penalty again here. I'm pretty sure this will be the last race he carries a penalty and I think they only last 12 months, uh, unless, of course, he wins it. Um, mm. And then, you know, you have your Waldabet Oscar, who, yeah, probably a handicap route. Same with Garger Dreams, Hunter's Call at the veteran stage. Um, I remember Holly Murphy actually saying that um, he thought he could have been a champion hurdle horse if it wasn't for all his problems. Um, and it was, yeah, I think he won at Stratford the last day. He is probably flying a little bit too high here in his career. Um, and heaven help us, of course, the Carl Cup winner. Um, probably benefited from a bit of a, disrespe a bit of disrespect from that Carl Cup field. Um, she's 150 now rated in the UK. Um, look, she's probably not at 100. She's probably not 150 rated mare. If she was and getting 10 stone 11 um, here and getting, you know, seven, eight pounds off, off basically the whole field, she'd be incredibly tough to beat. And if she got loose on the front, she would probably take some pegging back in fairness to her. Mm. But it's, and you know, the value is probably with her. Um, if you want to say that, because if you do look through her form, she won the Coral Cup. I don't think she got three miles um, at Punchestown. I was, I didn't think that was the greatest of routes for her. Um, and then she she was going okay before she made a bad mistake, I suppose, behind Dysart Diamond. I don't think she would have won that race. Um, but I do think she's better when she is up in the van or in the lead. Um, and that's where all her best form comes from. She basically, she borderline made all at Leopardstown in the Mayor's Handicap Hurdle. And then she made all in the Coral Cup. So if they can fire out, if Danny Mullins, who obviously 
we saw how the great job he did when he made all on flooring quarter and the stairs hurdle. If he can get her out on the front end and nothing pesters her, she would be dangerous. Absolutely, um, 100%. And with a top two finish, it, the value probably is with her um, getting all those weight concessions. Now, she needs to show that she's still as good this season. Um, but I think I'd rather back her each way than back Song for someone at 7-4. to four. Um, So that's where I'd be going there. Interesting angle there, Andrew. Uh, Declan, what about you, buddy? Yeah, look, she she's definitely a different horse uh, at Cheltenham. Um, like she she ran as supreme, didn't she? She won. Did she? She, she won did, an yeah. episode there at thirty three yeah. to one, and then yeah. she ran in the supreme. She, you know, she an absolute right well. Yeah, she's about six or seven, doesn't she? She was. Uh, and and then obviously she she's won at the festival last year. I just would like to see her back to herself a bit though before um b- before having a go at her really because sometimes Phillies can have it they can have an off season or they can just lose all interest you know a bit like real women um so I, I would like to see something more positive from her before having a go at her um in a race like this uh, song for someone obviously yeah, Andy's covering his last year's winner. I thought it was a decent enough run as well the last day. He still has a little bit to prove for me. It might be a little bit harsh looking through the field, but uh, would would like to see him back over two miles and, and run a big race here because I do think he's a very good horse. Or last year I certainly thought he was a very good horse. I just want to come I just want to see him coming through over it again. Uh Royale's his forty second run turned out quickly. He did shape like the winner the last day. I thought he was gonna win the race. Um, and it was late on. He just sort of faded away. You can't really blame fitness for it. This horse is just naturally fit, I'd say. You know, he's he has money in the bank, doesn't he? He's out running every week. Um, but he, I think he's definitely. You know what you're gonna get here if you're backing him. Yeah. You're definitely gonna get a run for your money. Uh, Bally Adam. He, Bally Adam had some tough assignments last year, and. You know he's won. He won. He was on the go for a long time. He he won the Royal Bond and he I think he made his debut at Down Royal in in early November. Um, won the Royal Bond, went was well beat at Christmas, but cl- got closer to appreciate it in the Chanel Chanel Farm or whatever they call it now yeah. in February. And I thought that was good enough for him to have a bet on him in the Supreme. Because he was getting closer to appreciate it, and, and all the talk was appreciated, would have been better over a longer trip. But he was just blown away, and he was sort of left in second when Blue Lord came down. He has not been the same horse since then. And maybe even at this early stage in his career, he's gone to the well too many times. You now he went to injury, and he was well beat. Uh, he was a horse who would have been, a, you know, particularly gone to Henry de Bromhead, exciting, exciting to see him going chasing. And he just hasn't, it's not that he hasn't looked like a chaser, he hasn't looked like a racehorse. And it's very disappointing, and he's way too short here. Uh, now, he probably absolutely slews in, have me saying this, but it's really bad value, I think, from, from what we've seen from him. He's been over fences, shown maybe he fell, and then he was second to Buddy Rich, but for me, he's, he really hasn't shown enough to be turning up here at this price, even though it's not the, the deepest fields. Um, what about Oscar? Yeah, you're probably right. It's probably, you know, just handicaps for him. Hunter's Call gave one pound to Clandinabo uh, Bay or Boy, is it? Clandinabo Clandinabo Lad. Clandinabo Lad, is it? Yeah. Uh, so, Boy, yeah. And uh, yeah, and beat him nine lengths, which is not bad, but there's, there's, other, there's other goals for him, I think. I would probably sway towards giving Garage of Dreams a go here. He was toured in that race at Ascot. You know, he's had many goals over hurdles. Um, I think the the return to two miles, he hasn't been at two he hasn't run over two miles in, in a while, but it's not gonna be the hardest of races to win. And you're you know, Scor Real often finds often finds one to finish behind. Um song for someone still needs to you know, prove something. He, he needs to really prove he's back to his best. I'd be happy to take the gamble here and, and guard your dreams. 
going back to two miles. I think it could bring out enough improvement to win this race. Thanks very much, Doc. God, your dreams to deck. Andy, your selection is? Yeah, actually, deck mentioning the Cheltenham form, I haven't helped us. I forgot she actually won one at 33 to 1 and Ramel in the Supreme. Yeah, it actually kind of makes me a little bit more confident. I'll take her each way. Yeah. Thanks very much, guys. Just just humor, humor me for a minute. Some of my thoughts on, on Wild about Oscar attempts. I know it's over three miles and this is two mile one, and she tried two mile four last time and faded a little bit. Maybe, maybe I feel like. There's still something there. How many qualifiers are left? Because we know we won't be coming to the qualifier in Ireland. I think there's still quite a few. I think there's, there's around yeah. about three or four. There's um, definitely one at Warwick in January. Because yeah. um, Jesse qualified. Jesse and Gordon out something on the same one there. Which um, feels like somewhere that the skeletons might target for, mm -hmm. for me. I just don't know. I just feel like, I feel like in, in the back of his mind, he's always thought that this is a stayer. And he's, he's, yeah. he's never ran over three miles, has he? No, I, I, I think I think he was looking for something in that bet for in the bet for hurdle. The bet for hurdle. Sorry, in the hurdle race at Aintree last time, and I don't think he's found it. So that's why he's dropped him back, and I don't think he's going to find it here, which will make him step back up in trip again. Um, well, look, I suppose first, you know, it can't be a last minute decision. You do have to qualify. Mm. You know, you, you usually set out your stall. If you qualify early, you can go and do what you like. Yeah, you can mm. go and do your do what you yeah, do your thing. Like, but maybe I'm a year too early. Maybe might be in the future. It's only six, so we'll see. Right, thanks very much, boys. Thanks for humouring me a little bit. Anyway, let's go over to Doncaster now for um, what looked a good race on paper to yesterday, but not much today. Um, Three race, three runners here in the December novices chase at Doncaster. We've got three under three five here for the McNeil family and Paul Nichols with Adrian Heskin on board. Fantasticas, who I did think was a nice winner last time for Nigel Twiston Davis, is at eleven to four. And Emmy Tom, who's you know still rated one four three, but doesn't always look like he's on spiraling down course for me. Um, where did we go for here, Declan? After all, you did say you spent hours on this race. Hours, hours. <laughs> I wouldn't mind. It's not like there's a three horses you can really delve into the form of. Um, look, three under two five. I thought it was a decent enough performance the last day. I quite like. Uh, does he know? Um, so obviously, I, my attention was drawn to him when he, he beat him. He beat him well enough. Um, fantastic is he's won a handicap chase on debut. He did jump right, but he did show a good attitude, you know, after being headed. He headed a good bit out, actually. Um, but he did battle back to win well enough. And Emmeton, it's a second goal with chasing. I know he, he hasn't, I think he fell, was second, and then he's been second again on his second goal, you know, the second time around. He's no great chase, I don't think. I think, I don't know what this race even is, honestly. <laughs> like it's poor isn't it but yeah. we just talk about how his poor the race is and yeah. all these great two novice chases like what boy. can you do though when there's a max field of trader that's the big question it's a great <laughs> two it's for novice chasers you're only everyone knows you're only allowed to have three runners you have to put in a special cert or a special application what, what was the ballot like for this <laughs> <laughs> like it's poor, isn't it? Brutal, it's really that's really what it is. Brutal. They need they need axing. Really, realistically. Yeah. Um, just make them a handicap. Who cares? Like how can you have these, You have these novice handicap chases and these grade two novice chases. Like uh, get rid of one of them. Get one or the other. Yeah. Yeah, get rid get rid of one of them. Like and intermediate chases now. Fucking intermediate chases. Like get get rid of like it's ridiculous that you can actually handicap a horse over hurdles to win a chase in Britain. You can you can run you you can get a horse and you can just school them over fences at home, you know, never show them a hurdle and then run them over. Only show them hurdles at the racetrack, doesn't know what they are, can't jump them, loses lens at them all. And then you go to the racetrack with a really nice mark and, and win a chase on debut. Like it's sort of encouraging cheating, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like how? Where does the mark come from? 
Like I mentioned about Cavadoge, he got a mark four pound off Brave Man's game, having never jumped a fence in public. Brave Man's game had gone and beaten Fusel Raffles and HGF. Mm. Oh, no. yeah. yeah, you know, like and and Calvados, horse who he's smaller than fences, he's tiny. He gets, you know, it's absolutely ridiculous. I don't know how they, where they pull it from, but you could actually, you could handicap a horse over hurdles to win a chase. That horse done it last year. No, the horse won a hundred to one or something. He won by about eighty lengths for those who are counting. <laughs> what was the name of him? Remember, he he, he absolutely hacked up on his chase debut. Where was the name it? Escapes me. You get you get caught. Uh, no, it wasn't the name escapes me. Uh, you, <laughs> then you get caught into the steward room. Oh, sure, you improve for offence. You can't like. Which is it's, uh, it's which is perfectly fine. It's encouraging hmm. cheating. Like, was it a lower grade it? at Warwick? Was it or something? Or was it a proper? I do remember one at a Chase debut at Warwick. Yeah, Chase debut one at. Ridiculous I, know, I, I don't know whether he was back from 100 to 1 or he went off from him, but he won by half the track. You know, if all the money came down, you just say, Look, sure, he just improved for offense. I think and Stephen he backed it. He wouldn't back a horse that big. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, oh. look, I, I, I think three under two five wins this race. Um, yeah. Yeah. And. Uh, you got anything to add? Yeah, look, look, Emma Tom has blotted this copybook a few times. He was beaten by Diane Road last time he tried fences, and that form hasn't really worked out. Uh, Fantasticus, um, rate 136. He's eight pounds wrong, I think, including the penalties and, and official ratings, but it's a big hiking class. Um, he can jump in fairness to him, but the form doesn't look overly strong. Three under through five, um, which... You know, I suppose he, he beat does he know? Is he a 149 rated chaser? Mm, no, like you know, you, you, I, I just I hate horses to get ex, ex, exploit uh, exuberant marks when they're running against four or five horses because the, the pool size is just too small, mm, and that's yeah. why the Irish come over and have it off, especially in chases. Um, you know, like it's it's really. It's shooting yourself in the foot, really, at the end of the day. But look, it, it, I'm not the one in charge of it. So, um, look, it's it's um it's a disappointing turnout. I don't understand the if like they're going on about the levy, the list, the levy that we need people punting on racing. Who Who's wants to punt on? Who wants to punt on that? No. I mean, yeah. You'd rather you'd rather pick Philippe Faber in a, in the virtual goal. The slaughterhouse, but um, or, or you know the green car in the virtual NASCAR. You send your money there. You don't want to be. You know, you probably get more value there. I believe well. that's what you were doing on Friday night, boys. <laughs> no, well, we were that's... Back winners. Philippe Faber, you have to do shack once he gets on. But anyway, um, no, I think three under through five will win, and. Um, yeah, look, we'll see what happens when he when he gets into a race that has more than five horses in it, I suppose. Case closed. Let's move on. Big race at Doncaster this weekend. Is the Summit Juvenile Hurdle here? Um, it's the 240 at Doncaster on Saturday. Uh, nice little looking field. We've got Porticello and Magistrato, who met in France on their debuts. Um, Porticello came out on, on, on top that day. Um Luke's a very nice horse, I thought, at Otoy, and then, you know, was looked a little bit novicey last time out at uh, Weatherby, but still did it well. Um, got Knight Salute, who's looked like a, he has a real engine, uh, winning last time at Cheltenham under Milton, for Paddy Brandon and Milton Harris. Two friendly, who won in the snow, race at clear at Turford, Dan Skelton and Bridget Andrews at Newcastle the other day. Um, no, no, two weeks ago, that's right. Um, impulsive ones there for Nicky Henderson at eight. Sacco Pierre is third... Um, well, he's fifth in the fifth or sixth in the market at twelves. Khaleesi, who's coming from the flat for David Pipe, who's come from De um, Khaleesi. Oh, it's William Haggis, isn't it? William Haggis. And New Reality is the regular field at hundred to one. Um, I thought Porticello looked the nap of the weekend, boys, for me. Well, in a juvenile hurdle, yeah. Mm. Like, ah, I reeled you in there, boys. I reeled you in. Nah, I reeled you in there. No. Ah, he looks a nice horse. I won't say he's a nap of the weekend, but he looks a nice horse. What what about you, Declan? Let's come to you. I, I think all the values with Knight Salou here. Um He's got an impressive turn of foot, hasn't 
Yeah, like he beat Magistrato at, at Cheltenham. He's three from three. I think all the values. I think he he won really well at Kempton. Mm. Um, you know, he he's handled Cheltenham. He's handled Kempton. He looks a proper racehorse. Uh, it was an impulsive one who we beat at Kempton, who's also in the race. Now he has two lengths defined, but Night Salute was one going away. Porticello, uh, he won on his debut for Gary Moore. Probably why he's gone to the top of the market. We had um, Goshen, and then we had the horse last year. Who was the Gary Moore horse last year? 50 ball? No, it was it Nassalem, was it? Oh, Nassalem, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, he ended up going off favourite for the race at, at Chepstow that Adagio won. Mm. Um, he has previously beaten Magistrato in a tie. I think Magistrato's very short here. Like, he was only four at Chetham, and he does have a bit to find with, um, with uh, Porticello on the, the toy run. Now, look, he's with the right trainer, is he? If he is going to improve, um, two friendlies, two, two from two. The debut form I don't think is working out too well. Um Sacre Prier, he was behind Porticello or Weatherby. But I think he, he will improve. I think he was quite green that day. Um and Khaleesi, the first time over Timber, New Reality hasn't has what has New Reality done actually? I don't know. I didn't even <laughs> didn't even get in on me and these flat rats. Didn't even get down that far. Okay. I think um I think all the values with Knights of Lou here. Right, so it's definitely, I, I thought that that was a if he's coming to the last and they are all in a line, I would put my money on Night Salute to win it in a sprint because he's got he's got a really nice turn of foot. I've been impressed with his uh, manner of his victory last time. Yeah, I think he looks a proper racehorse. Um, and it's probably on the trainer that you're getting that value really because you have a Gary Moore three year old and, and then a Paul Nichols three year old. Mm. Only two short on him in the market, but like he's already beaten Magistrato. Yeah, I I could see you know Porticello and Knight Salute fighting out the finish here. Andrew, what about yourself? Um, yeah, look, I I think Knight Salute he, he did show a good turn of foot off the back of the last, but there is a twelve pound swing between him and Impulsive One. Now I know there like Impulsive One's had wind surgery, um, but he was he was giving. He was given a night salute seven pounds at Kempton, and now night salute has to give him five pounds here. Now I know it's a going away two lengths, but like 12, 12 pounds is a lot. Um, and you know, in a, in a traditional handicap, he'd only be giving him a pound. Um, so you would wonder, is he good enough to uphold that form? Because like that is a hell of a lot of weight to be trying to give away, and impulsive one is a lot less. Like he's probably not a lot less lightly raced. He has came off the flat as well. They're probably both actually similar. Um, he has to prove it on the ground too. Yeah, I, he does. Um, what the ground? What's the ground going to be? Is it? Is it, gonna, well, is it pissing up there? It's soft at the minute, but the dew rain yeah. at Doncaster. You're looking at soft, and when it's softer, you know about it, don't you? Yeah, northern tracks are always really Ooh. testing for some reason. Um, look, I think the. I, I'd probably be rather with Porticello but just so because he is a national hunt bred um, and he's probably the most likely to improve. Um, he's a son of Sholokov, which you don't see many juvenile hurdlers by Sholokov, really. Um, he's obviously he's more known for the likes. Like he's the sire of um, Shishkin. He's the sire of Don Cossack. Um, he's usually more known for getting good chasers. I think he's sire of Delarca as well. So, you know, they usually Ooh. do get better with age and stuff like that. So, um. I'd probably be with him because he, he's he's a big horse. He, he doesn't really look like a juvenile hurdler. He probably is going to improve a lot more than the likes of Knight Salute and Impulsive One. Now, it might be a little bit too early in his career to be winning a race like this. Uh, two Friendly was 85 rated on the flat and has won two hurdle races. The hurdle form isn't incredible. Um, but he would be banged there as well. It's like I don't, you, I've said this a million times. I, I'm not big on assessing juvenile hurdles before the turn of the year um and this race is kind of the reason for it you're still kind of getting the inexperienced national hunt breads usually from france sometimes they're precocious against uh, the flat horses which have improved a few 
improved a bit for a hurdle. Mm-hmm. Um, it can just be really tough, but I think Porticello is the most likely winner. I think he's shown enough in his, his two starts to date, one in France, obviously, and then the one at Wetterby. Um, he'd be the one I'd be with here. Thanks very much, Andy. So that's Porticello for Andy. Declan, you've gone for night salute. Yep. That's it. Thanks very much, boys. That brings us to the end of the races we're covering this weekend. But is there anything else that we want to look out for this weekend? What about weekend naps, boys? Weekend naps. I can see Declan, you're itching for it. You're itching that beard like you've got something to give us. It's 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 a tough task tomorrow because Barticello has looked quite good this season. But he is one to five. But I'd definitely be keeping an eye on this horse going forward. It's called Draina. Um he was toured in his point to point behind Angus Craig and Mongrel Emperor was second. You know, both have won races. Angus Craig was in my um, horses to follow when, when it was just myself and Andy on the pod. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he was toured in a bumper behind Favor in February 2020 and then he was second in the bumper behind Wetlands in Newcastle. In Newcastle. Um, Wetlands, obviously, I think he was on a four-timer when he fell at Aintree and he, he was put to sleep. Mm-hmm. Look, he, he's... I don't know what happened to Horse. I don't know. He was obviously injured. There was something up, but he's back now. It's his hurdle debut. He, you know, you'd imagine Barrichello wins this race tomorrow. He has looked decent, but Wonderful is very, very short, and this horse might be about six or seven to one, but Definitely watch him tomorrow, and you know, if he looks to retain any of that ability he showed, he'll be having to go on him the next day. But, but maybe we'll have a bet on him tomorrow, and um, because those one to five shots they lose, so he's mm. uh, it, definitely he's definitely a horse to keep an eye on. Anyway, it's three ten at Bangor, a, a place where um, <coughs> Donald McCain does very well. Yeah, yeah, no stand. Is there? Nice. It's, it's just like a. Yeah, who, I'm sure we have having this conversation point. on Liverpool. Yeah, on on um, Saturday about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like a massive open amphitheatre. Um, lovely, lovely area. Not much around there, but if you're looking for countryside, um, it's probably the closest you get to a an Irish track. I would say. <laughs> oh, we have stands. We're, oh yeah, we're, you not, we're, not, we're, we're, we're not that poor, Chris. Oh, <laughs> we yeah, have stands, yeah. you know. Sorry about that. <laughs> Uh, anything from you, Ander? Uh, it's going to be a quiet enough week for me. Mm. I'm, I, I do actually at, in the two twenty-five Friday or tomorrow. Um, I do think Hurricane Harvey has a good chance in the in the staying handicap chase. I thought it was a two and a half miles was insufficient at Chepstow. Um, he was going well at Wing Canton before making an error, and he, he ran on okay. I think his handicap marker slipped to a competitive one. I was saying this before off air. If Mister Fogpatches wins this, God help us. <laughs> like I, I described him as one of the best handicapped horses in the country last year, but he's he's up a stone since. You just know, um, him, you know. And the thing is, if he wins that, God help you, because they, we, we'll start sending whatever the hell we want over there. And, and you know, <laughs> yeah, we see what Run Wild Fred did to him. And you know, there's probably another twenty Run Wild Freds over here going. You know, will we wait till the spring or will we just go over now? Mm. You know, so it's um Ron will have a few of those. Yeah, oh yeah. Um yeah, so I think Hurricane Harvey would be my one of my better bets. I'm mm. not mad on like you know, Blazing Cal, like, I like, I don't want to get I'm not really one that wants to get involved at eleven to eight. Um just checking anything else that I tipped up really. Um I'd probably back Heaven Help Us as well. She's a big enough price and, and obviously the tech said with her Cheltenham form. Um I was just flying through the fairy house card, um um, can, I wonder if Glenn Lowe can be the, the anti-post favourite for the Kim Yor again and, and not make the race because he's back. I thought he was dead, but he's back uh, midday yeah, at Barry House on Saturday. Um, you know, he's I, he's he's always favourite for some handicap. He always gets backed off the boards or, and then something happens to him. But um, he picked up, it, apparently it was only a slight knock he picked up before the Kim Yor, but it was, it's now been the best part of a year and a half and we're only seeing him now. Um I'm just flying through the ferry house card to make sure nothing in my tracker is popping up, but it doesn't look like it is. I'm probably going to have to wait till Christmas now to, um, to to really to really find something. There'll be one horse I'm keeping an eye on at 
fairy house on Saturday, but I'll keep it to myself for the minute. Um, I'll, yeah. I'll let you know at Christmas. But it's um, wink, wink, wink. Yeah. So I'll, don't worry, you'll be the first to know. But um, no, it would just be. I'd be probably just Hurricane Harvey for myself, really, Chris. It's not really. Yeah. It's it's a bit of a. a I don't want to say poor, which I suppose it is a poor week of, of racing. But like we can't have a great weeks all the time because you know we had a brilliant cards last weekend. Brilliant cards coming up for Christmas. Like they can't run every week, so. Uh, you sometimes just get these weeks, I suppose. Yeah. There is a horse. Um, he's only entered at the moment. One twenty at Soto on Sunday, dancing with Deco. And we know there was plenty of that last <laughs> week. <laughs> yeah, you got yeah, to go back it for sentimental reasons. <laughs> he was second in a point to point. Um, and I, there's not much more for him to go on frontline citizen. <laughs> <laughs> frontline citizen won the point to point for uh Sure, look, what, what did he sell for? Too much. 55 grand. Oh, not that bad then. Not look, that we'll, we'll have a look. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see on Sunday. A uh, few from me. Few uh, Interesting one. Have a look at this one, lads. Uh, first race at Cheltenham tomorrow. I quite like it. It's Tizard's horse. It's a JPR one. Um, one on debut at Exeter. Now, that, that run um, was very, very eye-catching for me. Um Tizard already mentioned that he thinks that this is one of his better juveniles, and I'd probably say it's his best juvenile. He beat a 135-rated Luttrell lad, and he split Iron Maximus, who's also a very well-touted Nicky Henderson horse, and he was powering through them towards the end of that race, over two and two miles and a little bit, two miles and a, a furlong or something like that. And he just looked very, very, uh, you know, very talented, very, uh, you know, enthused. He, he was very settled throughout the race for, for his debut. I thought it was a very, very taking performance. He has got a bit of a short price favourite in Dan Skelton and Harry Skelton's hard to do degrees to beat tomorrow in that 12.05. But that, that run alone makes me stand up. And I think this JPR one could be a decent horse going forward um, nice. in that 12.05. Anything from that, yeah. lads? Anything you've seen? There's only one man that could get him to run the juvenile hurdle. You, you said he was a juvenile. That's Emmett Mullins. But, but he, he, he's a novice for now. Four rising five. But no, uh, no, I do agree. I do agree. Is um, he he was he probably he did a bit wrong and won at Exeter, and it was his first ever experience at a race course. He like I definitely have him over the favour. To be honest yeah. with you, look very professional, very professional indeed. He'd probably be. Um, He'd probably be, be my nap of the weekend. And obviously, I do like Dostal Phil as well in the, the Gold Cup at Cheltenham. There's two I do want to mention. You, I just want to mention these because there's one on there's one on Sunday that's very interesting. Um, and he's he's moved from Godolphin and he's moved to Jimmy Moffat up in Cartmel. And I had this on good authority that, you know, Jimmy Moffat takes decent horses from Godolphin. And he's done, he's worked wonders with quite a lot of them. Uh, and the horse is called Moonlight Spirit. Um, you know, Moonlight Spirit did very, you know, he, he, you know, he finished fifth in, you know, the, um, the York race, the John Smith Silver Cup a while ago, and he was well beaten by Withhold, and he went a bit off, off, the, off the rails. But Jimmy apparently has worked wonders with him, and, you know, I'd be interested to see how he goes at, um, I think it's Carlisle on Sunday. He should go very well. But there's one on Monday at Wolverhampton, and I was very interested in this one because... I remember the comments from Roger Charlton on an interview that he did um, on the uh, when this horse ran on the flat. Uh, I think it was it was. I'm just looking back now. It was Newbury um, back on in October, and he thought that, that there was a horse that finished last in a race uh, in sorry in a maiden stakes, and he said that this horse was one of his better horses that he's got going forward, um, and he was expecting a very good performance, but she completely underperformed. And that horse has entered. We've got multiple entries next week. And her name's Ava Maria. Um, she's entered in the 4.30 at Wolverhampton on Monday. And then she's entered at what Wednesday at Lingfield and at Kempton. So wherever she turns up, I'll be quite interested in her. Maybe it might not be the case that she, you know, she gets home and she wins. But I th there's, he definitely, I remember him saying, and I put it straight in my notebook, that he was very, very well she was a very well light mare, expected a lot better than the run. So, if she was that short in 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 a Newbury maiden, she'll be winning something like that around Wolverhampton, where he has a very good record. So, um, he does have a good uh, record actually on the all weather during the winter. So, 
she's one to keep an eye out for Ava Maria going forward. And they would be the ones for me this weekend. Anyway, I just thought I'd mention those. Short but sweet, boys. One hour long podcast. Thanks very much. Well played. It's, record. <clears throat> record. Yeah. Uh, it's all because Stephen wasn't here. If Stephen was here, we'd be going for another 20 minutes. Anyway, boys. Yeah, I mean, my spiel on the, on the Gold Cup took about 20 minutes as well, so that's probably why we're going a bit longer. I never usually do that. But, yeah, thanks very much, boys. And uh, I'm going to see you again soon. I'll see you again very soon next week. Very good. Bye. 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 Ireland. Bye. I'm going to Ireland next week. Have you got a passport, have you? Nah, I can't get in. <laughs> can't get in. Bye. Bye. Cheers.